However, standing by right now is the one and the only, Sean Mooney. Who? Mooney, everybody's got a price for the Million Dollar Man. After you threw him off through the announce table, Taker climbs back down, he gets in the ring, and he goes, see if he's breathing. So right before I called 911, I thought she'd fallen asleep. Kind of shook her a little bit to, to wake her up, and she did not respond. I don't go down to my, go to my grave testifying or whatever, swearing that Davey was not on drugs. If he was on drugs, the way Brett says, how does, I mean, how great does that make Davey? Are you laughing, Sean? I get off the track here all the time. Did you just laugh, Sean? If they would do a movie about your life, who would you want to play your part? <laughs> uh, well, George Clooney, of course. <laughs> who else could it be? Attention, Sean Mooney, you scum, you slime, you maggot. If there's no further questions, you're dismissed. Carry on, maggot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Prime Time. Coming off a great episode with the creators of the awesome series Dark Side of the Ring, one I thoroughly enjoyed because of not only the tremendous stories they've told so far, but also because of my production background early on in my career with Major League Baseball Productions. I've told you guys snippets uh, through, uh, you know, through the episodes, but um, I just uh, just am fascinated by how. Uh, people actually put these series together. I was, I did it uh, at one point in my life, and it was uh, fantastic. I mean, if I wouldn't have stepped in front of a camera, that's where I would have stayed. I would have been uh, a producer. I would have stayed a producer. And I just loved how they were able to put the show together in, uh, you know, just to do that in itself was a great story. Then also hearing about the stories that they featured in the series was great as well. And I want to thank director Jason Eisner and producer Evan Husney for coming on. Uh, we'll have to have them back when they wrap up season two. I know they've got some great stories. They mentioned uh, that they had been working on that Dino Bravo episode, so I think you can expect that one and uh, and some other great ones. All right, another great episode this week, Savio Vega. And although I never got the chance to work with Savio, but I have watched a lot of his matches, and man, did he have some good ones. What, what, uh, what a great hand, as they uh, call someone who is a, a great performer in the ring. And my favorites were the ones that he had with Steve Austin. I don't know if you've ever seen these matches, but these two guys just had tremendous chemistry. And he will talk about it in uh, this conversation, among many other topics. And uh, I love my conversation with Savio. Still as excited about what he did in the ring as the first day he stepped into it. So let's get to it. Ding, ding, ding. Juan Rivera is part of a tremendous legacy of great professional wrestlers, a, a fraternity of just tremendous athletes from Puerto Rico who brought a style to the ring that still impacts the business today. But Savio Vega, as he is better known, possessed a style that combined incredible athleticism and badass toughness that was his very own. Savio, thank you so much for joining us on Primetime. How are you? Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here and, uh, you know, to talk to the fans. So uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, I tell you, you know, the, you, uh, you, he, you are hey, yeah? you are you are a legend, too. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> you I appreciate are. that. I don't know about that, but thank you. But, yes, sir. You but, are. Yeah. But I tell you, I mean, you're right in the uh, uh, the, the, the people who listen to Primetime, my podcast, are they, they, Savio, they love that era. 
the 80s, the 90s yes. is uh, yes. it's just a, a golden time. And people just, just loved that period. Why do you think that that yes. was such a great time for professional wrestling? Characters. Yeah. Characters. Yeah. You have characters. You have you have people that, that you don't see these days. Yeah. You have uh, you have a well you have Andrew the Giant, you have Abdullah the Butcher, you have Bruce Brody, you have uh, Junior Dog, you have Jim Duggins, you have Hulk Hogan. You got characters. Yeah. You see characters. You you see people that, that you don't see these days. I mean, of course, these days you have a new era, you know, and you have different characters, but. The, that time, that those '80s, those uh, let's say the '70s, '80s, '90s, yeah, uh, was was characters. I mean, you don't see uh, uh, no more uh, the big guy, the, maybe the fat guy, but the, that fat guy that moved fast. There was, you know, a gimmick. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. it, now everybody want to be slim, beautiful, uh, pretty. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, you, you don't see characters. Yeah. I believe that's one of the major keys. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, no. I think you're very right there, <laughs> sir. And and the other thing was that they uh, they gave them the chance to develop those characters. They lived it, you know. And I think that that is a big difference today because, uh, you know, we hear more about mm -hmm. how it's scripted and everything. But they don't get the mm -hmm. opportunity and they don't travel and they don't uh they aren't with the crowd like that as much as they were back then now some of these independent operations are and i think that's why we're seeing uh, the emergence of some of these independents doing so well but as far as the you know, yeah. wwf as as we knew it and now the, of course the wwe those guys you know they just they lived their characters they really did it was just amazing yeah yeah and they, they are characters. You see those guys in the street and you recognize yeah. them right away. Yeah. You see a picture somewhere and boom, you know, this day, of course, you're going to recognize these guys too because they're on TV, you know, and major time TV. But, and you, you hit something very right. The, the, promoter, the promotions work on push the character because that was the big time heel. And you need to uh, put some heat on, let's say, Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah. Uh, let's say the TNT. I was doing the character here as the TNT. So when TNT arrived, uh, nobody knows who that guy. Mm -hmm. A new guy had just arrived, bald head guy, paint, paint in the face. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was having something different from everybody. I was martial artist. Yeah. So I used my, my kicks and my, my, my knowledge on, on Taekwondo in the ring. Yeah. When the time was right to do it, no, every time you have to be a penny. You have to be, uh, you know, you need to have a good time to to be in the spot, and, and and the promotions, of course, have to work on put some heat on you because uh, you're gonna uh, face Shen, and Shen is the champion. So here come TNT. TNT was for almost a year. Uh, Undefeated was uh, he was I was beating everybody left and right uh, because my goal was face Carlos Colon for the universal title. Right. So I, I I don't work I don't wrestle on on the on the house shows around the island. I just went to one spot TV, and I was on TV for almost a year beating people left and right, building that character, 
Mm-hmm. Then one of the, the TV directors, uh, he said, I have an idea. I said, what? He said, let's make a video. Uh, let's do a video. Mm-hmm. We took almost a month. We, we did almost a, a movie because uh, we shoot in different parts of the island uh, about this character. And, and this day, that video is still on, on YouTube. It's on YouTube. And people here in the island, you know, when they see me and they talk about TNT, they touch the video because the video was uh, so good by the time, you know, when, when we did by the 80s. And, uh, but these days, it's, it's different. It's kind of a more rush, more fast. I mean, you need to sell the TV, have to be short time to do this. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one because you don't want those ratings to drop. But at the same time, you took, I don't know, you take a little bit from that heat of the, you know, it's different. You know, anyway, it's, it's kind of a different era, uh, different mind of selling TV. But it, I, we still believe, and we do it here in my company in IWA Puerto Rico. Yeah. We work with the heat because the people know if uh, wrestling is a stage, but they love if you do it the right way, they come. Yeah. If you book it the right way, they come. So, I mean, I believe I love wrestling since I see wrestling when I was a kid. I watched wrestling on TV. I got in love and I've been doing this for almost 35 years. Yeah. And, well, and I still, still, still work yeah, I know you are, and uh, but let's let's back up because you mentioned uh-huh. Puerto Rico and and the, the mm-hmm. rich influence. Uh, I mentioned when we started our conversation, it, there's just this mm-hmm. incredible legacy of uh, yep. professional wrestlers from Puerto Rico. You know, you mentioned Carlos Colon, mm-hmm. Pedro Morales. You can go on and Morales. on. Morales. Why why such yeah. a rich history of professional wrestling uh, in Puerto Rico? Well, the by my knowledge and me talking to the old timers uh, before some of them already passed away. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I see on TV, when I, when I got in love with wrestling was watching Titan of the ring, Titanes in the ring. They mm-hmm. come from Argentina, Martin Caravacan. Mm-hmm. And you see there big time characters. You got the mummy, you got the guy with the STP car, yeah. uh, racing car. I mean, full, 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 125% characters. Yeah. And, uh, and, and what I see, when I see uh, that, I got in love. Now, when I went inside the wrestling companies, uh-huh. they start working with, uh, what is it called? With that, uh, that part of the, uh, the uh, character. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, my, my mind... Shane, it's, it's already gone so many ways, man. The, 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 I going crazy with, with thinking and, and I just transportation my, myself to the 80s yeah. and, and see things. Uh, why is so rich? Because by the era of the 70s, 75, 70, 74, yeah. and Capital, Capital Sport Promotion, Carlos Colon Company, opens here in Puerto Rico, was another company's uh, around small companies, but no TV. Why is so rich? Because they have TV, and here in Puerto Rico, 
that was the soap opera of Saturdays uh, and Sundays. The telenovela. <laughs> the that telenovela, exactly. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Because, I mean, of course, you have baseball, local baseball, yeah. double A, yeah. local. You got some basketball, but none of that was TV, like wrestling. Wrestling yeah. would come on, on TV every Saturday at noon. And Puerto Rico stopped to watch wrestling. That's why you see those stadiums. You got 15, yeah. 20,000 people here, there. I mean, every every weekend sold out left and right. Then then you got the big uh, uh, matches, Carlos Colon against Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah. Then you got the Invader against uh, whoever. You got the Sheepherders uh, in Puerto Rico. You got the Assassins. You got the Jasons. You got the, the Abdullah. I mean, you got you name you name it. The, the Samoans. Uh, the Sheiks, etc. They all uh, there. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. With Gorilla Monsoon was part of the company. Yeah, yeah and that's right. Go yeah, and Gorilla come down and he boxed in the Luvier Stadium against Andrew the Giant. Yeah. They got a boxing match. <laughs> funny, 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 yeah. funny. Uh, <laughs> they they enjoy it. I that's, know they enjoy it. That's really uh, cool. When when you see that as a fan. I mean, you are like, oh, come on, yeah, do this and do that. Now, when you are inside, you see the match very t big time different. Yeah. So that, that era, that golden era, was the beginning of many, many things because was a, a, a new breed of kids growing up, watching that wrestling, entertaining themselves with that kind of uh, wrestling. And, uh, and, and, and you see it on TV. On, on on Mondays, we we got together in the school to talk about what happened on TV and what. Do you went to the wrestling match on Saturday? Yes. What happened? This and this and that one wins. And what happened? All oh, this one. I mean, I mean, you got the whole story there. Yeah. You know, and uh, that that that's what one of the things that get me uh, in love with wrestling. Why are the, uh, why are people there? They're so they're so passionate about their wrestling there. I mean, to the point where. It was dangerous uh, if you're a heel yes. <laughs> to be there. But why, <laughs> well, why are they just so passionate about it? It's, it's a story, uh, you know, the people believe it big time. Yeah. Then you got, you, got, you got a Carlos Colon local guy uh, uh, battling these monsters coming from the, from the States uh, and make him suffer. Then you want to see your rooster. You know, you want to see you, you fighting, you cut a fight. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, to, to make that comeback. And the way they sell it, that's the way they hook the people. Oh, man. So, timing. Timing. Yeah. I mean, why, if you rush in a, a spot in where I have you in a hole or whatever, and you get up like nothing happened, that's what kill wrestling. Yeah, you gotta sell. Why? You you kill it. Yeah. If, if, if you hurt, because I work in your neck or your leg or whatever, and you do a knee pop like nothing happened, all the work that I did to make you spot, I mean, you come back yeah. better and hot, you just kill it. Yeah, storytelling. These days, yeah, this, this, yeah, story, storytelling. Yeah. Here, in Puerto, here in Puerto Rico, that, that happened. I, I worked with few of my guys, mm -hmm. and that happened in the ring. Yeah. And you have to hear me in the ring. I mean, take your time. Where are you going? I mean, it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, when, when we opened IWA in the night, 99, yeah. 99, uh, and I just, we just finished uh, w, WWF, 
uh, I have the chance to to work with a new era of guys, and I was in the ring. Miguel was in the ring. Castillo was in the ring, and other old timers. You know, from uh, we call it old timers now, but in that time in the ninety nines, you know, we we work hard, and we teach those guys. We have the chance to teach them the timing. Yeah. Take your time. Why? Because this, and we have the time to explain them. These days is a little hard because we are not working every week like before, because I mean, we just started in January and things still slow. So, so we are working on that. It's a project yeah. that we have in, in our hands to teach this new era of kids, uh, how to take your time and sell it. If you sell it, they buy it. Yeah, tell us. I mean, if you if if you yeah, if you don't sell it, but I mean, I mean, oh, I have a great match. Why you have a great match? Because I you jump like a like a kangaroo in the ring. You do twenty flip flop, and you hurt your knee. I mean, that, that's that's not the, the way to work. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow we need to jump in the ring again. So it's a business. Yeah, you well need then, to make but, money. Yeah, but then it becomes a gymnastic show, and that's not what it's about. You're going to tell a story it, along the way. No. Uh, before we talk exactly. about your your uh, entrance into professional wrestling, I mean, you're a legit martial artist. And was yes. that uh, your first love, and then did it transition into professional wrestling, or is this something you thought that it might help you uh, become a better performer? How did the uh, martial no, arts no, get into your life no. as a young kid? Uh, this day in my hometown, I see a, a flyer oh. of uh, they're going to do an exhibition, a martial artist in- exhibition, one block from my house. And I said, I want to go there. I like that. I, let me see, yeah. you know. Yeah. So uh, my, my uncle's box, you know, they do boxing. Mm-hmm. And my, my, my dad was uh, uh, weightlifting. And uh, I was around that, you know, a little bit. And uh, so when I see this uh, exhibitionist, uh, Taekwondo, uh, I love it. I say I want to, I want, I want to be part of that. So I talked to my grandma. I talked to my dad. I said, let's do it. So I started, you know, uh, getting some classes. It's one block from my house. I was there Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I mean, I never miss a day. Yeah. Uh, I got my black belt mm-hmm. in, in Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. I, I teach. I then I went, you know, become a teacher. Then I opened my school. Uh, at the same time, I was doing wrestling, starting wrestling. Uh, who took me? I mean, my first love was watching the TV, right. tennis and ring. Yeah. Then one of my uh, friends from the Taekwondo school, he left. He come back as, like a one year later, and uh, we are stretching. And I asked him, what are you doing? He, he said, I was wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I just grabbed him by the kimono, brother. I just grabbed him and I said, you doing what? He's a wrestler. I said, you have to take me there. I want to go there. I want to be a wrestler. Yeah. He's like, okay, leave me alone. I said, hey, no, no lying. It's, this is true. I yeah. just grab him and you have to take me there. I was like, uh, you're going to take me to Disneyland? Yeah. You know, so, and, uh, so, so he, he said, yeah, okay, I'll take you. And it was next town in Dorado, Puerto Rico. So I don't have a car. I don't, I don't drive. So, I was telling my friends, I'll give you $2 and take me to Dorado, you know, for gas. And uh, they took me there, and uh, I went to the gyms. When, when I see that rain, I went like, oh, my God, I'm here. So uh, brand new, first time. 
and I started taking some bumps. Sometimes I went to that gym and nobody, none of the wrestlers arrived because they already have, you know, they're old timers, let's say, in, in that in that part. They're already training and they doing matches here, there. Uh, so sometimes I arrived at the gym and was there by myself. I remember, Shane, I, I have the idea how to throw the drop kick because I was... Uh, you I, had no one I, really training good, you? Well, I have few guys right. that train me. I don't. I, I cannot mention just one guy and right. say that's my teacher. Yeah. I learn from many, many Picking guys. Things up when from you, here and there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so this day nobody's there. I got a, a piece of uh, uh, what's it called uh, foam yeah. and roll it and tie it to the ropes. And I have the idea how to uh, you know throw a drop kick. So when I throw that drop kick, my legs got hooked on the ropes face first. Boom! On the canvas. <laughs> I get up right away, was saw the people doing weightlifting over there, and I just turn around, look, nobody see me. I took the, the foam out of the ropes, changed, and left, you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, I mean, I love the business so much that I was watching wrestling, uh, reading the magazines, going to the arenas, then later, I found out that my uncles was doing security with the Carlos Colon company. Mm. So I went there with them, and I was going to the matches for free. Then later, I become uh, uh, a security guard to be more close to the wrestling. And I was already training. Uh, one day, Isaac Rosario, he was one of the teachers of Carlos Colon, uh, we went to his hometown to do a, a match. Uh, mm -hmm. and he saw me, he said, what are you doing here? I said, I'm going to wrestle. So you're going to wrestle? You're a wrestler? I said, well, you know, and when I finish, he come back to the dressing room and say, you are better than all these guys here. And I really? just look like, I say, Hey, yeah. I say, I say, please, you know, you, you make me, you know, uh, they're going to jump on me because, yeah. uh, you saying that he said, I'm going to talk to Carlos, uh, to give you a tryout. Uh, so I look and I said, wow, all the guys are looking at me like, a, hey, help me, help me. I said, hey, I didn't even have nothing yet. And, you know, right. so Saturday, come, you know, next week, Saturday come and, and uh, I said, look for me. And uh, he said, stand up here in the front of the dugout. We are in a Lurian stadium that day. Uh, and Carlos come and look at me. So I'm, I was outside. He looked at me and... Uh, he said, talk to Invader. And after Invader finished the match, they called me in the dressing room. He said, do you have your gear? I said, yes. I don't have all the all the stuff, you know. Yeah. He said, well, uh, on Wednesday, we go to Bayamon uh, to do TV. Can you make it? I said, yes. Hmm. So I was there. I did three matches. Uh, I believe one sing two singles. No, two matches. One single with uh, Estrada. Yeah. Jose Estrada Sr. Mm -hmm. I did one match with him. I remember I potato him with a cross line. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just cross line him. Boom. I'm, I'm, I just read this. I'm sorry. Say, that's okay. That's okay. Just continue. Uh, I was all nervous. Right. And uh, another one was with Bret, one of the Bret Hart, Bret Hart brothers. He was living here in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Then later, they said, well, next week, TV again. Then from there, I never stopped. Wow. You know, every weekend, every week they book me. Then they say, can you make it to the towns? So, yes. So they start booking me in towns. 
and I started making a little bit money. And now he, he loved it more. Yeah. I did 20 million, 20 million and one characters with them. Yeah, really? I wrestle, yeah, uh, yeah I wrestle, yeah. I, I, I wrestle as an assassin, the Inferno with Gypsy Joe. Gypsy Joe and me, yeah. we did the Infernos and we did the assassins. Uh, uh, I wrestle as Juan Rivera, El Colsario, <laughs> TNT. I mean, uh, ooh, you yeah. mentioned. Lots uh, of masks. You know, when some, uh, yeah, under mask. <laughs> work, Could be anybody, uh, right? I, I work with. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know that. Yeah. And uh, was having fun, learning yeah. from everybody. I was learning. Uh, my English by that time was worse than now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but I was there with with all these uh, uh, guys from the states. Yeah. Then Eric Embry was one of my bookers. Uh, Luke Williams was uh, another. Leo Berg, Dutch Mantel. Uh, they're the bookers that work with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luke booked book me in uh, Tennessee. I don't know what happened in Tennessee. They changed it for Louisiana, for Bill Watts' uh, territory. And I was there for four months. My dad don't want me to go there. But I say I want to go. I want to go. I was so excited, you know. A uh, little story there. When I arrived in, in Baton Rouge, a small airport, my bags got lost, you know. Uh-oh. And my, I don't no speak gear. English. My no gear, no nothing. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, uh, okay, now I got. I, I call my mom. I say I want to come back home. <laughs> she said, no, no, stay there. And I hear these people speaking Spanish, Cubans. And I, I just I talk to the lady. I said, excuse me, uh, what happened with the bags? I hear you saying the bags coming. So yeah, the bags coming in the next plane because they blah 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 blah. blah. I All said, right. okay. Now I got the info. So I wait for my bag. Here I see my bag. I was so happy. You know, I grabbed my bag. Now uh, it's a Friday. And, and Mid-South Wrestling was in, in uh, uh, ooh, I forget, somewhere, somewhere in, in Louisiana. So uh, I call Luke. By that time, of course, no cell phones, no beeper, no nothing. Right, yeah. I have to wait. I have to wait till almost one o'clock in the morning to talk to Luke mm. because because the uh, they are in Ponce, which is in the south area of San Juan, uh-huh. so south area south area of the of the island, and it's like two hours driving. So when I talk to him, uh, he say, "Don't worry, they they work in Lafayette, Lafayette. Yeah. They work in Lafayette, and he's gonna pick you up." I was there already six o'clock. I have to wait almost to three o'clock in the morning when they come back and pick. And here comes Grizzly Smith, uh, uh, Grizzly Smith in uh, Impala, white Impala. <laughs> Still remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juan? He said Juan. Yes. Oh, oh! Listen to this. That airport is so small that twelve o'clock midnight they close the airport. <laughs> you have to go outside. <laughs> exactly. So I was. I was outside. I was outside with another guy. I mean, somebody, somebody that he was there. They come and pick him up, and I was there by myself. Oh, boy, sit down in the dark. Yeah, and you have no I'm idea like, what's oh. going to happen with. Uh, I don't even know. Or, I don't yeah. even know my name. Yeah. So I was there, and now why? Why? Why my dad don't want me to go? Well, he say, well, you know, you go into Tennessee, it's going to be. A lot of racists over there, and it's gonna be you're gonna be in trouble. You don't yeah. speak English. Right. I say, uh, 
I, I want to go. So I say, well, they, they change, uh, they change Louisiana. I mean, they change uh, Tennessee. It's going to be Louisiana. I say, worse. You know, no. <laughs> I'm like, uh, well, I want to go, yeah. you know, and I, 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 Hey, I got my ticket and here I go. So, uh, when I was in that airport, that come in my head. So my, my self-defense in Taekwondo, uh, kick in. So I'm sitting there. I say something happened. I have to start kicking some ass because yeah. I don't want to, you know, nobody going to touch me. Right. If they're going to touch me, I'm going to be dead, but I'm going to fight. Yeah. So I, to be honest, here caught about three o'clock in something in the morning. Here come the white impalas. Yes. Versus me. I said, oh, God. <laughs> here come. <laughs> he, he booked me in a hotel. He said, tomorrow's Kandor Akbar. He's going to meet you. He's going to be your manager, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So next day, I saw Kandor Akbar. Let's go. And we have, we have a match somewhere. Uh, three o'clock in the lobby. All right, let's go. Yeah. So uh, I, I was there for almost four months, uh, working with Ray Candy, Kamala. Make uh, that's when I meet uh, James over there, Kamala. I work with J uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, yeah. which oh, Mid Jake South I always Mid South was great back then. God, they had some bro great brother personalities. Uh, that's that. That's why I say <clears throat> when uh, when I learn from these guys. Look who I'm working with, yeah. Jake the Snake. Jake was my teacher in, in the spots. He took his time to explain me everything. And how uh, we old, did how old are you now at that point? How old were you then? Uh, I was in my 20s, 20, 20, 22, maybe 23, yeah. around just, there, yeah. Just a kid, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and, and first time out of my, my parents' side, you know, uh, but I was in my way to be a man. Yeah. So, uh, and even, and, and I didn't even know. So Jake helped me a lot. Work with Jim Duggan, Ted DiBiase, uh, oh, God. uh, Bill Watts, time. my first brother, my first, uh, uh, night was in, uh, what is it called? The Astrodome. Mm -hmm. Oh, in, in, in Houston or where? Uh, you, no, in, uh, sorry. Uh, Louisiana. What is it called? New Orleans. Oh, the uh, uh, yeah, Superdome, no? Super, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not, it's, Super it's not around anymore, but yeah, the Superdome. Yeah. No? It, it, that's where yeah. you guys had the, the event? Yeah, the, the, the first, they have a big show, and that was my, my running. Yeah. I have to do a running. What happened there, Shane? I, I, <laughs> here come Bill Dundee was the booker, yeah. and, and we, and let's, and he said, let's go, kid. We need to walk. So we start walking and walk and walk, and that's a big, huge uh, building yeah. and he say okay here I say I'm blind I use glasses I'm blind and the ring is far away he say okay when I told you go you're gonna start running and don't stop till you see the ring you go inside kick Bill Watts and get out yeah. okay and he say Go now! So I start running and running and running. Now I'm running, looking at the ring. I'm running, looking at the ring. When I see clothes, I see the fence. When I see the fence, I'm looking for, you know, a hole to go. I'm looking for the hole and running and running till I see the hole, go through the hole, jump the fence, get inside the ring, do the kick. Uh, when I when I do the kick, I'm so nervous. Yeah. Give him the kick. Uh, 
jump out and I jump on the table. By the time they have a table next to the ring, I jump on the table. I miss. I, I make a. I make a big mess <laughs> on the table. When I start running out, it's a, it's a police. To me, it was a security guard. I don't know what the, you know. It's real police. And I just hit. I just tackled that guy. Boom. And I just continue running to the dressing room. When I'm in a dressing room, there and start changing whatever. I swear, man, it's like 20 cops. Wow. And here come one of the guys to say, uh, hey, uh, Juan. He said, yes, the police want to talk to you. I said, the police? Here come Christian Smith. They're yelling. They're mad. They're mad. <laughs> and uh, they, one of the guys, uh, I forget his name, he speaks Spanish. Yeah. And, and listen, and, and he explained. He said, when you come out of the ring, you hit the cops and say, well, he was there, and I just pushed him to the side. I said, you cannot do that. There's state police. And, oh, and he's playing me. I'm like, a, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, a, okay, I'm sorry. You say, so they accept the, uh, you know, sorry, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, apologies. And he said, don't do that again. Yeah, Never, that part ever. of the work Don't here. worry. <laughs> exactly. So uh, That's great. I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you, God, that this guy was there, yeah. and he speaks Spanish, and yeah. he helped me in that. And I say, well, if he speaks Spanish, he's gonna help me a lot because now I'm gonna understand better the how to move over here. Yeah. But that night he finished and he went to uh, Dallas. Right. I'm like, please don't go, don't go, right. man. Yeah, He's like, no, I, you know, I'm book, I'm book over there. I'm like, oh, okay. So Pete, his name was Pete. Huh. Yes, Pete Rose, huh. exactly. It was Pete Rose. So he he left to uh, uh, Dallas. And I stayed there in Tennessee, um, in Louisiana. I was there for almost four months, maybe five months. Wow. Then I, I come back to Puerto Rico. I did a little bit of the Infernos. Then I went to Mexico. Then from Mexico, that's when I come back, and we did the TNT character. Wow. You know, then then from there, Japan, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and then WWF. Yeah, and but there's there's always been this relationship though with the. Uh, the WWF in, in Puerto Rico, you mentioned, you know, the World Wrestling yeah. Council. And that was yeah. kind of where they found a lot of talent because, or if they wanted mm -hmm. somebody to, to, who, who had a lot of raw talent, they would send them there. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. I, yeah. I tell yeah. you, I didn't know. And, you know, I was very close to gorilla. I, I never mm -hmm. knew that, that he was, I knew that, you know, he had connections there, but I didn't know he was actually one of the people that uh, was kind of the founders of all that with, with yeah. Carlos. We, right. We, with with Victor Quinones, yeah, in peace and soul, Quinones was one of the uh, investors here too with Gorilla Monsoon. Wow, and uh, that's why the the connection of bring uh, the Iron Sheik, bring uh, Fuji, right, uh, and Tanaka, bring the the Samoans. I mean, you name it. They bring a bunch of guys from from the states. When when WWF was just local in the states. Right. You know, New York area, that area. Yeah. Uh, till later, they start getting big and big. So I, I have the chance to work with, uh, I mean, almost all those guys. Right. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they. Uh, I almost worked with Flair one time, but they, they, they make a, a, a storyline here in Puerto Rico. Me and another guy, so we went the different way. But I almost have the chance to work with Rick. Yeah. Uh, Miguelito Perez worked with him. Uh, and luckily, I mean, with this Castillo, Miguel Perez uh, Jr., uh, the young kids in, in that era, 
work with Mark and Chris Jumblot, uh, the Battings. I mean, a bunch of guys. Yeah, the list goes uh, on and on. Hey, and, 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 and it was easy matches, timing matches, because the fans were right there. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's no time to rush nothing. Yeah. Why you have to rush it? Yeah. If they're right there, they're not. They're not going nowhere. They're gonna watch you because I mean, when you, when the guy, when the boy, come out of the dressing room, and the people, you know, uh, uh, applaud him and, and and they come with him and and be happy because that guy is there. You have half the match already in your pocket. Yeah. So, so what was the, the other half? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, the other half of the match, you have to paint it inside the ring. Right, right. You know, and easy. Go ahead. And tell the story. I mean, that's exactly what we've been yeah. talking about. Um, and this is, yeah. and, you, and we're talking about the WWF and that relationship with Puerto mm -hmm. Rico and, and the World Wrestling Council. And this is something that wasn't Vince Jr. who started. The senior had, had this relationship going. And like you said, exactly. it gave people the opportunity yeah. not only to see some of these big stars from the, mm -hmm. the States, but also, it was a great yeah. place to learn if you were somebody coming up who had talent and mm -hmm. that they saw a big future in. And so you were exactly. you were in a really uh, great I'll, spot I'll, for that. And when, yeah, when, exactly. what, what was your first relationship? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What was your first experience with the WWF when you started, uh, you know, getting involved with working with them? Well, the the person before I didn't even know too much about WWF. Yeah. Uh, and, and the person that got me there was uh, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. Really? I worked, uh, yeah, I, I worked with Scott Hall here in Puerto Rico many, many times. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he was the cowboy, Scott Hall. Mm -hmm. And uh, here, here I was working in Japan for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Bam Bam Bigelow was there with me. Yokozuna was there. Fatu was there with me. Uh -huh. uh, Bader was there with me. Uh -huh. And uh, we are we are that crew. You know the heavy crew, right? And uh, and uh, and here come Bam Bam Bigelow to New York. Here come Yokozuna. So before Yoko went there, I, I told him him and, and Fatu that say hello to Scott. So tell him Scott that I say hello, man. I ain't even seen in a long time. And after he went over there, Racer Ramon. And uh, one day he say, you know, he called him. He said, call him. I said, well, I call him. He said, hey, I talked to the boss. And you have a tryout. Mm -hmm. I said, what? He said, yeah. You go, you're going to have a tryout here. And I want that badass guy here. Yeah. I said, man, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. So I went to from uh, Japan to Syracuse. I did my tryout. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be uh, a tough guy or an ass there. Yeah. So I took it easy on my match. Soon I get out of the match. Here comes Scott in, in, in the backstage and say, what's going on? I said, what do you mean? He said, that match was shitty. Yeah. I said, what, what do you I mean? He said, where's the bad guy that beat the hell out of me in Puerto Rico? Yeah. You know, I'm like, uh, well, you know, I took it easy. Like, no, 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 no. I want to see the bad guy. I want to see the TNT. I want to see the guy. I said, okay, man. He said, okay, tomorrow you're going to have another match. Yeah. You know, because they, they look at him like, a, that's what you bring. You it, know? Oh, right, right. So he right. said, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and he said, no, name, tomorrow you're going to have another match. I said, okay, uh, let's do it. So next day, I just move, you know, the way I, I do it. And he said, that's the guy I want to see. There's the bad so guy. After, yeah, after that, they sent me home. Oh. And I finished with Japan. I finished with all the companies because, I mean, the goal was to make it there. Right. They say, well, uh, they wanted, they're going to call you. I say, but I wasn't home for almost four months doing nothing. 
one day I said I have it, you know, up to my head, and I just called the the office, and I said I want to talk to somebody there to tell me if I'm gonna have a job or not because I'm dying over here. I'm making the money, right. and uh, that's when uh, Pat Patterson come on the phone. He said, I apologize. We have so many things here, blah, 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 blah. But you, we're going to call you uh, anytime soon. Okay. So uh, so I went there with them. They called me. Finally, they called me. They say they, they want to make me the Quan gimmick, which which was uh, a TNT with the mask. Right. I was using the, the TNT stuff. Right. And uh, so after that, they say, well, you're going home. Uh, we're going to call you again. I said, all right. So I went to Mexico to make some uh, costumes. So I flew to Mexico. So my, I, I arrived, I remember, I arrived about a Monday, Monday night. And Tuesday, I called my wife. On Tuesday morning, she said, you have to call the office. They just called, WWF called you. I said, okay. So I called, and it was Anne Russo. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. yeah, Anne sure. Russo. Yeah. And, and I called, and, and she said, by the time it was Quang and Juan. So I don't know what name she called me. And <laughs> right. I say, I, I, she was calling me Quan. Yeah. I say, Quan? I say, yes. Uh, you have to be on a pay-per-view, uh, what is it called? SummerSlam? SummerSlam, yeah. Uh, SummerSlam or Royal Rumble? Something like Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. So you have to be uh, at Royal Rumble some, somewhere. I don't, even know, I don't even remember where, where was the, 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 the town. Right. Uh, on Saturday. On Friday, something like that. I'm like, a, but I'm in Mexico now. I have to do, I said, no, don't worry. Leave Mexico tomorrow, and you have to be there on Friday. Yeah. I'm like, a, uh, okay. <laughs> so it was easy to change the tickets at that time. Right. So I changed my ticket, changed everything. The guy made my custom right away. I mean, he worked fast. And uh, and I was there in the paper. That's why Luke Borga broke his ankle. That's why they booked me. You know, they said, well, uh, we don't have Borga now. Let's get Savio yeah. uh, or TNT, you know, Quan. So they got me and I went to the pay-per-view. That was my first pay-per-view. And uh, when I see that check, I went like, what? What the heck? You know, I was so happy. You know, I said, wow. Uh, hmm. Then, you know, I did what I have to do. You know, do do my work the right, the, the way they want to do it. They yeah. want, you know, they want the, the job done. Because I understand the business. I understand how do what you have to do inside the ring because I, like I said before I come with that school of, of, of old timers and I'm working with these guys timing easy hey uh, I love it to be honest yeah and what was it uh, you, you, that relationship uh, and I don't think a lot of people knew how, how uh, you know deep that relationship you had with Scott went, went way back because they remember you coming in and, and he actually introduces you as his old friend well, this is when he was Razor, mm -hmm. Ramon, and yes. his old friend, Sabio Vega, which, you know, was right there to uh, pretty close to reality. Uh, what yeah. was it like yeah. working with him back then, especially coming into the WWF and having somebody like that there with you? Well, was was, I mean, make me happy. Yeah. You know, uh, like you say, the, the, the way they introduced the character after almost a year doing Quang yeah. was the, uh, his friend from South Bronx. Yep come to help help him in Syracuse when uh, Jeff, Jeff got it and the roadie jump on him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, happy, you know, but in that in that transition, uh, Scott don't want to have a, a, a partner. He don't want to do a tight team and WWF want him to do a, like a tight team with me. 
Mm. Uh, they have a mind put the, the belts on us, but Scott don't want it because he say this is one man territory, you know. And, and I don't want to do the the, the the tie team, blah blah blah. Nah, well, I say okay, don't worry. I mean, I, I, anyway, they pay me the same. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I did what I have to do, do do my work, uh, and, and happy, you know, happy for for him to 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 help me. Uh, every time that I see him, when I see him, uh, we talk about it. You know, yeah. I, he jo- he make a joke on me in one of the planes. I, I make a joke on him. He got mad at me big time, but you know it's part of the stories on the road. You know? Yeah. Uh, but happy, happy to be honest to to you know to be there and work with you know such a m- tremendous people. You know, happy, happy. Yeah. What was it like though? I mean, you hadn't really experienced uh, you know what that life was like. I mean, you're traveling all over the country. I, don't, I know oh, you've been to Japan yeah. and everything, but that schedule yeah. was just ridiculous because you're doing so many house shows. Uh, yeah. How? What was that like for you? And did you settle into it? Was it tough? You know what? I I enjoyed I enjoyed the wrestling. Then uh, on top of that, enjoying to travel. I love to travel. Oh. And of course, if it's paid for, get better. Yeah. You know. And, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I love I love my jobs that much the the you know when i went there with, with wwf yeah. and you got you know you have you know to travel to middle east uh uh europe uh south africa blah 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 yeah. All it's, over the world. it's happy ha- yeah happy to be there uh in in south africa when we went to listen to this when we went to south africa uh before period of that uh you know we do promotions so uh yeah. Uh, here, he says, Savi, you, you go into Africa, you have to do some promotions. Here's the paper. So he said, uh, you know, hey, I am Savio Vega and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I finished my, my promos. It's like three, three promos. When I'm walking out, I hear the camera guys say, well, what are you going to do? I say, well, I'm going to launch because these other guys, they didn't want to do their promos. The other one... He has some of the problems over there, the other one this and the other one that. And, and I say to them, if you want, you know, I could do more. So you really, because we have to fill all this, you know, yeah. I say, well, I know, I know working tonight. So I, let me do the promos. So I start doing promos left and right, mm-hmm. left and I change clothing and let's do another one. The, the story, the, the long story short, when I went to South Africa, those fans, uh, they received me like I was the champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know because they saw. That's great. Because yeah, but yeah. but the point is, they put my my face in every yeah. show, in every show. So when I come out of the dressing room, you hear the crowd going crazy. Yeah. Wow, I'm like, whoa, what is this? And what's about the promos? Yeah. And uh, I did I did my what I have to do. I worked my my. You know, my did did my job there, like you know the way the fans uh, needed to 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 be nice yeah. and, and clean and you know and happy and happy to be in in South Africa and in other countries. But I enjoy, to be honest, enjoy uh, work there because the traveling I love it. I love it. To be yeah. honest, I love it. I miss it. I miss that. Yeah. 
Well, along the way, you also must miss uh, some of those feuds you had. You had some great ones. I think ones that really stand yeah. out. People remember is, you know, the many great matches you had with with uh, Steve Austin. And yep. uh, what was yep. it that that uh, was such great chemistry with you two? Well, the the other day I was talking to somebody else, and, and I mentioned before yeah. uh, when Steve and me met was in in, in South uh, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, that's when Pat come to me and said, Savio, you're going to work with this uh, guy. This is Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. He's going to do his tryout. Let me know what's going on. You're going over. I said, okay. So I, I, I look at Steve and say, man, I don't know you. You don't know me. Right. Uh, my finish is a spinning kick. Uh, let's call it inside the ring. He say, done. Huh. So we went inside the ring and we worked as a switch watch. Yeah, the yeah. timing the timing was perfect. The match went so nice. Uh, when I we went back to the dressing room, I shake his hand and say, "Brother, good job." Uh, and here yeah. come Pat and say, "Savio, tell me." I say, "You see it?" He say, "Yeah." I say, "You tell me." He say, "Look great." I say, "What's great?" He yeah. say, "Good." Tomorrow you working again. Yeah. I say, All "Right." So we did another one. Then from that point on, they married us for almost more than one year. Yeah, no, we worked every great, every great night. Matches. Oh, just brawls yeah. though. There were just there were just these great <laughs> brawls. I don't know. We, we if you if, if you see it, we went up and downs. You yeah. know, yeah. get the people, get the heat, get yeah. that momentum of hope, taking down, coming up again, finally big heat, and boom, come back and go home. Uh, why? Why we got that chemistry? I found out. You know, you know, Steve work in Atlanta area, Dallas area, and I work with most of those guys too here in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. So no, don't knowing him, I was he was working with those guys over there, and I was working with those the same almost same guys over here. Yeah. So when we got together, we got that school. We come from the same school without knowing each other. You know, and, and that's why we have that, that chemistry in that inside of the ring. Also with Goldust, you know, we have that, that uh, momentum of uh, uh, timing and let's call it old-time wrestling. Mm -hmm. and, 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 I mean, it was easy for us to, to do what we did. Yeah, and, and uh, are there others? You mentioned Goldust. Who were some of the others that you really uh, enjoyed working with? Everybody, I work. Uh, to be honest, I work. Everybody, Joko uh, okay. Suna. I know that. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, yeah. the Roadie. When I, you know, that with Bader, with on the Taker. When I was, I did two matches with Taker, yeah. and we just, we just went. Well, okay, we're gonna do this and this. Let's go. You know, we know how, we don't talk too much. What was something that the the already you have that book in your head. To, to do the right stuff and and what I mean I think one of the main key here is listen to the people. Yeah, you have to listen to them. They will tell you what they want, and you need to right away know what way you're gonna go. Because if you start doing some spot and you keep talk, going in that spot and going in that spot, and the people like a like we say here, koki koki, nothing. Right. You know, so you you need to change the strategy right there, right away. Yeah. You need to come up with something to make the people pop. Once you got that door, just go. Just go. Yeah. 
Did you enjoy uh, when, when as, as your career went along here with the WWE, uh, being involved in these factions that they would have? There were so many, like Nation of Domination, and mm-hmm. uh, eventually the uh, Los uh, Bariquas. Los Bariquas. Yeah, yep. which was just great. Uh, did you enjoy those? Because, I mean, you talk about being able to develop storylines. Uh-huh. Uh, I think th- those were some some really great times when they had these, when, these factions. When yeah, when when they uh, turned me heel in the yeah. Madison Square Garden against Ahmed Johnson yeah. to be in the Nation of Domination, I love that Nation of Domination stuff. Yeah. Love it. Looks so serious. Looks so mean. You know, and uh, and every time we walk out, you people look us like uh, what's real heat. You know, they, yeah. they, you know, they're looking at us. They, they don't look at it as, uh, oh, wrestlers. No, they, what's some heat there? Yeah. And uh, then we, we break and we bring the, the, the rest of the Boricuas, the DOA guys, and the nation. Uh, was something different, you yeah. know. Oh, then, you know, and I don't oh, think you couldn't yeah. get away with that now because of, yeah. of the yeah. racial tensions that would be, that that would bring up. But at the time there, it was... Like you said, it was something you really hadn't seen where they uh-huh. basically that was a storyline. You had these different yes. uh, groups. You had uh, Los Puerto the Puerto Ricans. They had yeah. you had the uh, the disciples of the apocalypse, which uh, was basically uh, this, yeah, this you know biker yeah. gang kind of thing. And, then, uh-huh. and, yeah. and uh, it was really a really interesting period of time to be able to tell stories like that and how people. Came, came together in a sense, you know, uh-huh. yep. had wars and, but like I said, you couldn't, you couldn't tell those stories now. People are way too uh-huh. sensitive, you know? Yeah. And when, when it's a crush, I worked with crush, rest in peace, so great, great person. Yeah. I worked with him here in Puerto Rico. Uh, uh, when he was the, one of the demolitions, then, uh, I worked with the DOA guys with Harris, the Harris brothers. Yeah. Worked with them here in Puerto Rico too. Yeah. Uh, um, and and uh, Brian Lee. Uh, we all went to WWF, so we know each other. And and when we got there, it was easy for us to do what we did because we already did, you know. Yeah. And uh, with the with the Boricuas, I mean, I worked like like I said before, ahead in the interview. Uh, back in the interview, I, I, I worked with Miguel Perez, uh, you know, against him, Titan, and Castillo also, and Estrada too. So we all come from the same school. And what's so easy for us to work in the ring, when I when I do the uh, uh, the trainings in, in some gyms that I go in, here in the States or here in Puerto Rico, I teach the guys how to work a Titan match. Mm-hmm. And I always, I... I refer them to uh, a match that Miguel and me did against the headbangers in, in UK. Uh, was something UK uh, pay-per-view or something. In uh, that match, I told the guys all the time, go and watch that match yeah. and see the movement that we did to work as a tight team. Yeah. Uh, the way we grabbed that, that match and took it to the level in where, I mean, we, the, the headbangers went over, but we are the heels. We are the, the ones make them look great. Yeah. So we, that's what Miguel and me did. Yeah. We, we work a masterpiece tag team match. 
and, and that match was well. You know, I've seen it once in a while, and I see the movement, the the way Miguel and me do this, do that. So these days, you don't see that on on, on matches. Yeah. I mean, nothing. No, and you don't, and, and, and you don't see the, the the tag teams anymore. I mean, I know when uh, during mm -hmm. the '80s, guys, I think they had as many tag teams as they had singles, and it was, uh, you know, as it was it was over just as much as as any of them. You don't you don't see uh -huh. that anymore. But li like I said, it, I, I always thought that was just such an effective way to tell stories and entertain people that I really yeah. I really miss that. And probably it's so much harder, you know, it's harder not hard enough for singles competition to try and tell a story, but then to develop these these you know deep storylines like they had with the the factions and these different tag teams, uh -huh. you don't have that. And, and I, 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 I sorely miss that. I really do. Yeah, and and, and too, you know, it's like I say, they they wanna they wanna do the t the television so like a magazine, by the way, you yeah. know, you, you switch pages and different stuff in the magazine. So it has to be a segment here, segment there. And let's do a match. Then you see so many punch, uh, camera punch, left and right, left and right, punch here, you know, cameras here. Camera. It's like, uh, okay, you watch it, but it's like, I don't know, keep the camera there. Let's the people enjoy a little bit, you know, uh, but, that's the way they they do TV these days. Yeah, it's a, it's a different world, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, we, we mentioned the Los Bariquas, and and uh, you must be. I, I don't know how much throughout your career, but representing your country in a sense that always been so important to you. And that and we talked about the rich tradition of what Puerto Rico has brought to the to professional wrestling. Yes, very very much. We are. We are we Puerto Ricans. We are very proud of the uh, of the island. Yeah. I mean, we are, we love our flag. Uh, I mean, it's something the you have to be a Puerto Rican to say, okay, I understand now. You yeah. know, uh, it's so something the the make us make us proud to be us. Right now, Puerto Rico is going through some problems with the government. Yeah, here you yeah. know and i don't know if you see the news oh yeah you I see do it every day. <laughs> i mean over 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 a million people went on on uh, march yesterday yeah uh you know and this saturday is going to be another one and i believe it's going to be more people because it's a saturday they closed the mayor malls here in the in san juan area yeah. because i mean afraid maybe but it's going to be so many people so they closed the malls uh, I, and, and, and and this is not about the politicians or politic. It's about what's going on in the island with us, the Puerto Ricans. Yeah. This government is no good. Uh, we catch him, you know, stalling, and he have to go out. He have to he have to leave the big, uh, uh, you know, the the government. He have to gone. Yeah. Uh, and right now it's a big troubles here, but. Like I say, we are very proud. Yeah. Puerto Ricans are proud. Yeah. Still recovering from uh, from the hurricane, oh. and, and that's still uh, I well, know, a big part of what. Uh, yeah, a few few things still, you know, here there, but it's uh, I could say it's, it's a ninety nine point ninety nine percent already up. Oh, Everything great. is okay, you know. Yeah, oh great. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. A uh, few houses, of course, still with the blue uh, uh, ceiling, you know. Yeah. And uh, people help here, there, every day. Somebody helping some somebody else to, to get well. That's what that's part of the uh, government 
the trouble that this uh, uh, governor have. Yeah. You know, they, they stole money, they hide water, they they hide the money for, for the recovery. Uh, I mean, so many things, they, they mess with the schools, they mess with the with the health, you know. So two, two things very important for us here in Puerto Rico. And this asshole, because that's the right word, mm -hmm. he mess with all that. And he, he's going out. He's, yeah. he, and now he's holding in, in the chair because uh, they say they're going to uh, re residential him, something like that. I don't know if it's the right word in English, yeah. but he has to go out. He has to go out. Yeah, well, I know that the people there say they won't rest until he's gone, so uh, oh, the people oh. are, are proud, uh, proud people, and um, uh, you know the majority is going to rule here, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Savio, it's been yeah. awesome really talking to you. Um, how Thank can, you. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Do you have... Uh, uh, Twitter yes. or, or what do you? How, yes. how can they get in touch with you? In, in Twitter, you can find me as at Savio Vega. On Instagram, is Tio. It's T I O, like Tio. It's like uncle. Yep. I'm gonna tell you in a moment that that story. Tio, T I O, Savio Vega. That's an Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, I got two pages. They are full already. Hmm. But you could go on Savio Vega uh, official fan page. Savio Vega official fan page. That's my uh, page. And uh, uh, on Twitter, uh, like I say, at Savio Vega and also as at Ninja TNT and Twitter. Mm -hmm. So you could find me there. All the fans could go there and uh, uh, write me something. I uh, always uh, answer back when I have the time, talk to some of the fans and uh, say hello to them. And uh, I'm happy. The other day I was in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And this guy come up with the picture when he was a kid, yeah. and he's already a grown old man. Yeah. Was he says this picture is almost twenty five years. I went wow, and he we took a picture with him and the picture before and after. That's great and uh, nice. I mean, uh, it, it's make make you know make me happy yeah. to be honest to, to, to be with the uh, and the the, the word tio tio yeah, here in Puerto Rico when I when I uncle when I was doing the. Uh, the, the big time character general manager of the IWA Puerto Rico. Uh -huh. I was the bad guy. You know, you got a general manager which is a uh, son of a gun. Yeah. And uh, and uh, when I turned baby face, uh, I, I say one time to to before the baby face, we we did a show in uh, Father's Day, and here come good house, and I start talking. You know, uh, congratulations to all the you know all the pa papas the puppies. Yeah. Uh, around the world, you, your parents, if you know who you are, I mean, who you, who they are, you know. When I say that, all the fans got mad <laughs> and start yelling at me and say bad words to me. So when I turn baby face, I say, uh, maybe your dad is not here, but your uncle Savio is here. <laughs> Tio. So from that day, the fans start calling me Tio Savio. And, and and ask me for the for me to bless them, you know, to bendiciones, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's 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 good, you know, uh, when that's when you have the control of the fans yeah. and you know what to do uh, and do the right thing. So uh, make me proud and make me happy to to every time that I go in the ring, to, uh, you know, the people uh, 
go happy with my with my work. Yeah, well, you're still making them happy, and uh, what a, what an incredible career, uh, Savio. And I want to thank you so much for thank coming you. on Primetime. And I hope I, I uh, catch up with you sometime down the road. Yes, sir. We will. Thank you very much. And and something in Spanish. Uh, para toda la gente que me está escuchando, muchas, muchas gracias. Eh, es un honor haber estado aquí hablando con ustedes. Eh, estamos aquí en Puerto Rico, en lo que es ido a Puerto Rico. Síganos buscando en la página de YouTube. Y, y muchas bendiciones a todos de parte de Tío Sabio Vega, porque las cosas son a mi manera o para la calle. Oh, Shane, and you have to tune in, uh, in YouTube. You look for us as IWA Puerto Rico. You can see our shows there. Uh, every, every Saturday at one o'clock. It's a brand new show coming up. All right. Fantastic. I will definitely Thank you. catch it. And all you folks out there listening, be sure you check it out. Thank you.